Welcome to the Crafty Ass Female Podcast, an audio show that talks about the resourceful ways we women are living our lives and the crafty projects we create in between. We are your hosts, Amanda Zampelli and Kristen Tweedale, and we believe you are a capable badass who already has all the tools you need to make beautiful things and make beautiful things happen. We're just here to remind you. Hi, Amanda. Hi, Kristen. Season seven. <laughs> I was going to say, like, hi, seventh season, Kristen. <laughs> We're, like, leveling up. New uh, new season of ourselves. <laughs> this is, like, wild. Yeah. I have, yeah. So, I have so much to say to you about so many things. <laughs> well, tell everyone our theme, because I don't know if everyone heard an after chatter. Oh, right. Welcome to season seven, season <laughs> of... The unexpected. <laughs> yeah. I think we're all here for this, right? And if not, then, like, you are here for this because <laughs> you have no choice. <laughs> like, uh, you can expect us to have uh, yeah, a yeah, lot you, to say on the matter. Right, you'll have podcast episodes on Wednesdays now. <laughs> yeah. That's expected. But everything yeah. else, I mean, you are put here. With some stuff. And there's just some other stuff happening. <laughs> and, yeah, you know, normally our season names come to us. And then it's like, wow, that really was the right season name, wasn't it? And this one... I thought about it for a while and I was like, there's no, there's nothing that I could possibly, you know, intuit that could possibly be the right thing. There was no right, right name right. for going into fall 2020, winter 2021. That, yeah, there's no, there's no right answer. There is no right anything. There's no, there's no correct way to do life right now so much of that is like triggering my ocd (laughs) in my head like unknown and uncertainty is like the antithesis of calm for me but we've also been kind of like touching a lot upon this in our last few episodes i think starting with the september's the new january because we talk about new year's as if all the drama of 2020 will go away. And we know, we know that's not true. So like, there's more unexpected to come, I guess, is like the point and hence the season name. Well, I want to kind of go back to this because, so here's the thing that's been happening in the real world, quote unquote. So you just said this kind of like haphazardly, like, oh, that really triggers my OCD. And I want to say like, you actually do have OCD. Yeah. Yeah, this is not just like a, I use this verb to like, like Kim no. Kardashian, like, oh yeah, uh-huh, yeah. so OCD. I'm so OCD, yeah, I need everything yeah. in place. No. Right, no. And yeah. one of the <laughs> things that I want to say is that I have been talking behind your back a lot, saying how proud I am of you and the way that you've handled this nonsense with teaching this year <laughs> and how you've really stepped up and you are like such a leader And you've been so, you're really just taking it in stride. You know, things are just kind of like washing off your back. And Amanda two years ago would not have been able to do this. 
I'm nodding so hard because that's so true. Like when you when I hear a compliment like that and only someone that talks to me weekly for the past three years would understand. But yes, I like I literally owe it all to therapy. Like I have to say, like, because I just learned how my brain works. So when I feel it misfiring, I'm aware of what it is now in a way because I'm like, and I, I don't know, I've never really gone into what my therapy was, 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 but every Friday I'd have an individual session and a group session. And the tag team of those two things I think is what helped the most because not only was I talking for 45 minutes about my personal struggles, but I was hearing the same note being hit by like 20 other people in a room with different content attached, but the same kind of like brain reaction. And I would listen and go, huh, this person feels it about this. Oh, this person, like, like, so it was just, it was a point that kept being brought home and again and again, and I would, there was no not learning from it. So like, I just attributed all to that. Like it just was intensive, correct therapy that now like as as this is going live this week, we did our first full virtual like class. Like when it was going when it first happened and it was going on in the spring, we were only responsible to have assignments up for them to do, kind of like a lifeline to keep them busy. And then we only had a check-in with, like I only did a half hour session with them a day. So it wasn't a lot of that live teaching over the computer. Now it's like 8.30 to 2. And you're on with them. And if you give them an assignment, their video is still on and you're still available for them to pop on with you. It was the longest day of my life. <laughs> like it was so it's a lot. It's a lot that we're like I don't know how this looks. I have ideas for how lessons should be executed and I don't know like how to do it on this format, but it's all a learning curve. And like I've been so focused on what I have had a grip on. Like there's so much uncertainty with it, but I'm like guess what? I know how to talk to them now that I didn't two years ago like I'm trying to hold on really tight to the things I am certain about and the rest like I'm just giving myself grace to figure out because it's true like I've just become more comfortable with the uncertain uncertainty 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 but you're right it's like two years ago me would have been flailing because they've legit moved back the date of the kids coming into the class now three times? Yes, sort of. And like, yeah. with very, very, very little notice. And that yeah. can't possibly be easy, especially, you know, let alone like it's your job as a teacher to have the kids come into school and you're supposed to do this thing and it's, you know, tradition let alone all of the other craziness going on. Yeah. So I'm very excited to go into this season of The Unexpected with you because yes, it's just really cool. It's cool to have you as my podcast partner because you've grown so much in this way. So just like having you here is really cool. Yeah. 
So I'm really, I'm really, really excited to just go into this because there are going to be so many unexpected things that happen. <laughs> I'm, I'm also really excited to ask guests, like, what are the unexpected things that have happened to you? Because that, those answers are going to be fantastic. Also, what is life going to look like? I mean, right. it's September now. Summer is over. We are, it is it's fall. It's so fall here. <laughs> it, like, it's cold. It is already. fall. We're, yeah. we're in it. And like, honestly, you know, it's been interesting. So 2020 has been, you know, the poster child for, I want to say like the Bible plagues, like, you know, frogs, locusts, all yeah. those things. But in a couple of ways, it's been normal. I've heard a lot of people who work from home say, not much change. Like, you know, <laughs> we've, we've talking, like, you know, it has, but for them in their everyday. Like, so has much it. has changed that it's like, okay, because so much has changed, because these, like, 90% of things have changed, it's like you, your brain almost has to refocus on, like, oh, okay, look. There are so many things that are similar. What are the not similar things? And it's mm-hmm. like those 10% of things that have not changed. And I'm like, oh, we actually have a fall this year. Because like for the mm-hmm. last few years, it's been like really, 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 really hot through September in a lot of places. And then you get to October and it's like, oh, okay, now it's winter. Right. And like even spring didn't really happen for us in 2020 here. It was, it snowed on Mother's Day here, and then it was 90 degrees on Memorial Day weekend. So having this fall has been really nice. And jumping into things, like calling this season the season of the unexpected, it'll be nice to look back whenever we look back on things and be like, oh, that's that season. That's that season when things were interesting yeah and what's and what's, what i always find interesting whenever a new theme pops up is like how like the theme that it follows so our original so like uh season six's theme was resilience and then coming out of resilience into the season of the unexpected could kind of feel like a brace yourself you still have to be resilient but it can also be like the season of the unexpected maybe happier things right so like i feel like it could take a a positive spin like depending on how you're approaching it or or what you need it to be like it could be this like unexpected positive twist to this year that's that's turned us you know around and around and around so like i always said elise joy we've had on here and i she always talks about how like What's that phrase? Like the best days are yet to come. Even if you feel like you've said that and they've come, like you have to still believe that like the best is yet to come. Like, you know, or like there's still stuff that can fill that phrase out even if you feel like you filled it out. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) So I kind of like thinking of like the unexpectedness of the rest of this year into 2021 as it could possibly be that, like hold out a hopeful undertone to it too. 
And then that makes me think like, no matter what year it is, even if it was 2020, the year of like complete calm and peace for everybody, like it would still be unexpected at this point. You know what I mean? All futures unexpected. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Wait, there's yeah. nothing that says that the future is written. Right. We just act as humans like we can predict it more than we think. And I think in times of routine, right? That's one of the things that's making us so anxious right now is that we feel like we have no control over everything. Yeah, but that's just a reminder that we actually don't have any control over anything. (laughs) Yes, which is that bigger inner like crisis that everybody's having is like, oh, now we actually don't have any control over anything. Yes, as opposed to just kind of being able to, you know, go through our day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month lives kind of forgetting that we don't really have a control over our community, our state, our country, and the people who are in charge of, you know, the overarching things that have to do with our country or our world or, right. you know, global policy. You know, when you have to think about global policy on a day-to-day basis – Along with, how do I feed myself? How do I feed my family? How do I make enough money to get gas in the car so I can even get to my job? And, you know, do I have enough masks in the house? Did I wash them? You know, where is my mask after I didn't wake up because my alarm didn't go? Like, And then also, international policy because for some reason now you have to worry about that? Right. Right. That's when the watch beeps and it's like, your heart rate is too high. Please calm down. And it's like, how? What do you want me to do to calm down? Well, segue into what I've been thinking the whole time that you've been talking the past, like, two minutes about it. Is that, like, I've never really been a meditation person and I've done it a few times but like I wouldn't call myself like I wouldn't say I meditate but the but the premise behind it of like of like um soaking in the present moment and just being present with your breath and your body like sometimes that's all we can do because everything else is so unexpected and and like on our plate kind of like how can we tackle anything if not that the stillness and the breath and the, and then it makes me like my mom's such a saver of money. And she talks all the time about how like, you know, the unexpected is coming. Like you have to be ready. Like duh, it's coming. I know it's called the future, but like, you know, she always talks about how you're going to be blindsided by things you didn't foresee, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and to be able to have this stash and this savings that could help you through it. I picture breathing and being present as that like uh, mental and emotional stash, <laughs> you know, like money stash. Yeah, like oxygen reserves. Yeah, <laughs> right. So I feel like at, at the least we can do in any time that's unexpected or if we're hit with some kind of blow is that even though I'm not like a yogi person or like a meditative person, like there's something to just the breath. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's really important. 
is when you find yourself getting quote-unquote worked up right is to breathe yeah and i think that's why i'm gonna call it activism because i I think it all falls under the activism tree Mm -hmm. caring about something caring about a cause and then taking action on that cause whether it is something as simple as reposting an image on instagram whether it's calling postcard emailing your elected officials whether it's going out and demonstrating whether it's creating art whatever your activism is That is tiring. And so even even educating yourself so that you can then do more work later on, that's all tiring. And so you need rest. And so rest has to be a big part of that too. And I think that, that just that breathing part, if you can breathe for one minute, fantastic. If you can take a nap for 15 minutes, awesome. If you can take a day off, really, really, really good. Yeah. Because the more that you can, like, I want to say, like, pull back into yourself, the better you'll be able to... The only phrase that I can come up with here is, like, serve the world, and that's not exactly... The better you can feedback into yourself, the more you can, like, call upon it. Right. To do of service. Yes. That's a really... There you go. To do of service. I really like that. And I think that that's... If you are a listener of the show, then you are someone who likes to make things. And you are a smart person. And you are a capable person. And you care deeply about something. Whether it's a cause, your family, yourself. I hope you care deeply about yourself. And I think that the last six months especially has been hard on us. Our season of resilience has called upon us to be like really resilient people. And so I'm hoping that this season of the unexpected gives us a lot of things that we can work with in interesting ways. And so I'm really glad that you brought up this, this joyful stuff. Because I am, I'm really excited to work on December Daily. That's going to be very joyful. And I'm excited for these unexpected things to happen in December. Because this December is going to be so filled with the unexpected. Yeah. And we've been saying, like, December Daily is something we can expect to embark on. Yes. Even in unexpected times. Like... I love how things fold over in itself and like life is just one big contradiction. Like you can uh, find yeah. expected things. Yeah. We're right. That's, this is that like 90% of the whole like world is unexpected <laughs> stuff right now. But do you still have this like, well, you know, December daily is still going to happen. Yeah. And so I've been talking a lot about my daily pages ritual and how I do my daily pages at noon every day. So I'm going to continue doing that in December. 
and I'm going to do my December daily book. And I'm going to make that a, you know, a, if you want to join us in December for just December, awesome. I'm going to make that a standalone class. So if people want to do that for December with us, it's going to be easy to join so that people can, you know, have this little bit of December joy in their, in their life because, there are so many things that we are so used to being able to do out in the world in December, like like little flea markets and the town here does like this you know, like a like a winter wonderland weekend where there's ice sculptures downtown and like there's hot chocolate and all the stores have a little sale and you know, just generally very adorable things. Yeah. Lots and, of church, some people. Well, and Like just gatherings and parties. And like, there's so much singing. And singing is one of those things that we're finding out is like the <laughs> most worst. dangerous thing yeah. to do. <laughs> and it's like, no. Yeah. Sad face. Yeah. Right, like that's so much of our, my my, my previous December dailies are like, well, I know we're going to go see the Nutcracker or like we're going to go see this other concert of thing. And like it didn't even have to be a Christmas concert, but it's because more people just do concerts in December because people want to go out and do events. Right. So and like none of that is happening. Yeah. And like even if stuff were happening in a safe and socially distanced way here, our numbers are through the roof because as it were, it's a college town. So I am being extra, extra, extra precautious right now. Uh, Did I ever tell you I thought I had it in December, coronavirus? Like I thought I caught, like when I was, I was really sick like the week before Christmas break and then through Christmas break and like notably like my chest, I couldn't like breathe. (laughs) So I, but like, so I'm thinking about that. Like I feel like it was around the neighborhood of my schools slash around in general from December through February. It's just, we didn't know. It quite, or, quite possibly right. could have been. Right. Like I'm convinced. I mean, but, like that's, that's the place. And then like, when you think about the season slash the, like, I just feel like what, like Thanksgiving is when people from far away places like meet up again. Like, right. like it's when like gatherings, definitely happen in a tight space like with heat on and no ventilation and like you're breathing and eating and talking with each other and then comes this month of like holiday stress and cold and just like low immune system in general right like so I just feel like December you know god forbid could possibly be and like it's gonna be that cold spell again where it could possibly like spike and I hope not but I feel like that's what happened last year. Like looking back now and I'm like, it was just like what ran rampant in March, but that's because of the three months leading up to it. Like, I don't know. I just feel like, could it repeat that way? I hope not. But like, it's part of the unexpected. We've been hearing that rumor since spring. Well, people, fall, you great. know, our flu season is right coming up. So we need to be very careful and hopefully we can be very careful. So 
But it's like just hearing that that's a possibility that people are sort of expecting it, but it's not expected and we hoping not and our numbers are down, but they could go out like, like just, <laughs> just like all that hoopla. And it's so unknown. Like we still got to keep an eye out, but we don't want to be like overly anxious about it. Sorry if I triggered anyone, but like. Right. It's something yeah. that no matter what, it's always going to be unexpected. Right. And there's no way. And I think that this is an interesting thing because those of us who like to be prepared can't. Right. There's like not really a way for us to prepare. Like you can't prepare perfectly. You can probably prepare pretty okay. You can stock up on things just in case. You can not like... You can kind of think of, like, what could happen if this? What could happen if that? What could happen if this? And then say, you know, what are your best case scenarios? Mm -hmm. But there, right now, and especially if you plan out of, like, you know, where it's it's September now, what are the things going to be like in January? What are the things going to be like? And, you know, there's however many scenarios in January. And then because of there's however many scenarios in January, you go out to February, it multiplies. And then it multiplies even more in March. And so we're at this place where, one, we have no idea. And because we have no idea, we have no control. And it's so difficult. It's so hard. And I think one of the things that we really need to be able to do for ourselves is find something that makes us feel feel really good about who we are. And for most of us, I think that's crafting in whatever way, you know, whatever way that happens for you. Whether, you know, it, it doesn't have to be crafting specifically. Like, whatever your creative outlet is. And I know a bunch of us have, like, lots of creative outlets. And I know we lean towards memory keeping. And I know that this is such an interesting time to do memory keeping. Yeah. And I think one of the things that we've really got to do is try to get, and I know I'm so guilty of this. I know that this is something that I need to hear more than, like, everyone. This whole podcast is that for me. Well, right, I know. (laughs) Is to get out of, I want to say that the news bubble. Mm -hmm. And get into, like, your own bubble yeah and just for a little while i'm not saying like spend you know i'm not saying stop tune out everything right right? yes i'm not saying become ignorant people who don't know what's going on Mm -hmm. i'm not even saying don't read the news every day all i'm saying is take some time for yourself and play yeah because you need to Like, use your whole brain. And when we are so stuck in the, you know, what's going on in the world. I mean, especially, like, this weekend. It was, we were literally in the Awesome Ladies Live hangout. Mm. And I got a text message about Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And, like, I mean, devastated. Yeah. She is, you know, pioneer on so many major things for 
women's legal rights. And, you know, on social media over the weekend, in text messages, just conversations, there was a lot of talk about who she was, a lot of talk about what's next, and a lot of talk, a lot of talk. If we made a pie graph about the talk, the biggest, 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 biggest piece of that pie graph would be, well, shit, we're all just fucking terrified, aren't we? Mm. And that, that takes up so much of our mental space. It takes up so much of our emotional space. It takes up so much room in our bodies that it can just be, that can be really toxic. Yeah. On that note of what we're saying and like, I've been hearing a lot lately and this is something so to do with like the theme of our season, like more, like I've heard like five people like in the past two weeks say like, how, how, why would I want to bring children into this world? Like, like my mom specifically, we were out for my boyfriend's birthday and one of his friends said it like legitimate concern about like having a kid and having them grow up in this world. (laughs) And I'm like, and it makes me reflect because I'm like, I get it. Like it, like what you're saying, like watch the news enough and that would be your stance. Like why bring anyone into this shit show? But like, are are we going to allow ourselves to think like that? Like I, it's like almost what you're saying. Like it's like a, we can't make that, make our decision on that like front. Well, I feel like. I think that that's, a, I think that, I think that you bring up a really great point. I think that's a really, 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 really great point. Because if you are a person who wants to have kids, then it's your responsibility to be the type of mother or father that lives a life in this world that you would be proud to be their mother or father. Right. And... If that's advocating for whatever it is, if it's, you know, just being the type of person that they would be proud to call mom or dad. And you can't just go around blaming everyone else for creating a world in which you can't have a kid. Right. I mean, you can if, like, the world actually made it so that you can't have kids. Like, right, sure. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of cases in which the sure. world, you know, and, and, like, please, I'm sorry, like, if you cannot have kids because the world did something to you in which you can't have kids, I am obviously not speaking about you. Right. But, you know, just the general, like, right. just, you know, because it's not usually a, it's not usually a well thought out argument. It's just usually a thrown out there argument and not usually of the no kids, you know, you know, we're we're child free faction because usually the people who are child free are child free for a very sure well thought out reason. It's just a fear. It's just a fear statement. Exactly. (laughs) It's very much a not thought out, you know, just like, oh, my God, the world is horrible now right now and I can't possibly think about bringing a kid into this world right now oh my god but that's like also like the triggering nature of OCD it's like I can't predict that everything is safe so I won't do anything like that is like so right it's like 
the world the world is un- like everything is uncertain like you don't know if you have a kid if they're gonna grow up to be a, a old person because shit can hit the fan they won't have an ozone to breathe like every all of it it's like you don't know but like that can't stop you just like everything else like you don't know you could doom and gloom forever that's what OCD is. It's just like a perpetual intrusive thought of like obsessive thinking that stops you from living. But then the antithesis of that is like keeping to the agenda of your true self and like what you set out to do for your life, for your day. And then like there's the, that's the only thing you have control over your breath. Yeah. And I love that, that you keep bringing it back down to these little things that we can have control over. Like, yes, you can have control over your breathing. That's why I love doing daily pages every day. And I I really like that I have them weekday and I don't have them on the weekends because it gives me this feeling of control over the schedule of my life. Like, I have Mm -hmm. work days and I have a weekend. And that... Yes, I'm my, my boss. I set my hours. I could choose to do them at a different time. I could choose to do them on the weekends if I really wanted to. I, I can do whatever I want. Yeah. But having this routine and having this little project where I, you know, I spend time in my books and sometimes they suck and sometimes I mess up and sometimes doesn't mean they suck you mess up yes those are both that's true they're totally two separate two separate things and you know it's really great now that I get to do it live and I have people with me because it means that I don't have any distractions. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't be distracted by my phone. I can't be distracted by, like, oh, there was an alarm. Did I get a new email? Was Did I get something? You know, oh, the doorbell rang? What was that? Mm-hmm. No, I'm in this place, and I'm in this space, and I'm in – like, I'm in, obviously, in a sense, I'm performing – I was just going to say you have an audience. There can't be crickets when there's people waiting for the next minute of something. Yeah, and, and like, obviously, right, I'm performing for these people, but also I'm performing for myself. Mm-hmm. And when I'm thinking about it in a way that I'm performing for myself, the people, my members, you know, the awesome ladies – Everyone who shows up, they get the best version of the show because I'm showing up for myself in this way that I've set it up so that I can do this thing without distractions. Mm-hmm. And the ladies are there. They ask questions. It's great. We have a really great thing going. And right. it's an awesome vibe. And, you know, whatever I'm making, we talk about. Like, that's that's not a distraction. That's part of... You know, being in in the zone, in the the what's going on with the book, and like, and it's just you know nothing else is happening while that's happening. It doesn't you know, it doesn't matter who is talking to who on the internet, 
or what's voting on what or what celebrity did anything like none of not that i really the only thing i the only thing i care about when it comes to celebrities is what television shows they're going to be in yeah but like none of that matters right it, it doesn't matter what's on instagram it doesn't matter like did i get an email that you know somebody can't get into a class on the website none of that matters right right it's kind of like that whole sticking to your agenda defense for all the hoopla it's like i have this thing i set out to do i have this craft that fills me up i need to get to that like despite all that and i think that's the attitude that you have to take in unexpected times it's like and that's why like as you were talking i was thinking about kind of my first line of defense and arsenal and i'd have to say like decorative planning has been that for me for a long time like the fact that it's in a planner like if some if if i have a harebrained week and there's going to be so much newness thrown at me like i still am able to write making hello fresh dinner tonight and i'm still able to predict five days down the line that i have to you know do laundry and and even in the my planner going like like right now, my planners of uh, this week's Powerpuff Girls. <laughs> yes. So they're just like, like it's hilarious. I'll show an after chatter, but like, even saying like, get to the end of of this cute, fun thing you made. And again, it goes back to what you're saying, like play, like add play to your agenda, and make sure you get to it, like in spite of everything else. And like, if I like put these Powerpuff Girls stickers in this book, I've like. Not only is it something that, like, I like to open, but it's also guiding me through this way. It's pushing me through the unexpected things. Like, I don't know, that was kind of rambly, but it just makes me feel like something was accomplished and that I'm following this roadmap, even if it's a roadmap with, like, buttercup and balsam and bubbles on it. Right. Like, Yeah. So we just have to find tricks for ourselves, I think. Right. There's nothing... Just because your method of grounding yourself doesn't look mm-hmm. like... I don't even want to say everyone else's method. Doesn't, it doesn't have to look like anyone else's method. Mm-hmm. Especially right now. There's no right way of grounding yourself through a pandemic. Yeah. Especially a pandemic in 2020 when there is... There's literally, like... 22 apps that will bring mcdonald's to your house so whatever you want to use to ground yourself to get through the day is totally fine i love that phrase that you used it grounding yourself i had a therapist that told me that a lot that you had to be grounded well i think that it really helps because everything is so shaky right now and when we can't control things everything feels more shaky Mm -hmm. and if you can have something that's yours then days can seem a lot less daunting Mm -hmm. and I know from when I was going through anytime I was going through periods of severe depression waking up and then thinking about just having to go through another day was daunting. Mm -hmm. The idea of just getting out of bed and then like 
dealing with the air right yes dealing yeah. with time mm-hmm. and how to fill it so that i could get to sleep and then there was another day and then right. like the idea of filling the days with things mm-hmm. that just seemed like it just didn't seem like it could ever be a priority. Mm-hmm. And there was never anything that I was interested in moving towards. Mm-hmm. I identify with all you just said. I've been in those bouts too. Right. And, and, and everything always felt like I was just kind of like floating on by. And when you're like when you're in the really, 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 really deep spots, like, too hard to get out of bed, if you don't have, like, a grounding ritual, grounding routine, something that is, like, anchoring you from not the bed, mm-hmm. getting out of bed is, like, really hard and you really don't want to do it. Yeah. But if you have this thing, like, this grounding routine... As a grounding ritual, whatever it is for you. A lot of people, and a lot of people who have gone through severe depression, um, also addiction, like to do running, working out, because the endorphins replace the other endorphins. Sure. Mm-hmm. That's not me. That's fine. It's allowed. Um having that thing that's like okay this is me it's mine no one can take this away from me helps you have something Mm -hmm. and then you get to look back on and then days are not just blobs Mm -hmm. days have a function again And in periods of turmoil, especially when they're not necessarily your turmoil, Mm. because depression can be a really personal thing. And whether it's tied to a, how do I want to say, whether it's tied to like a, a thing that's going on in your life, or whether it's tied to a chemical imbalance going on in your life. Depression can wane and wax. So having something that grounds you can be really good to help like stabilize that a little bit. Do you remember what it was for you? Depression? No, the grounding ritual that eventually pulled you out of it. I think the thing that actually pulled me out of depression was not having my headaches be as bad as they were. Mm. Um, more than anything. Because of all of the things that I tried, not having headaches was the one that worked. And the right medication was the... Was the, was the thing that made my headaches yeah. not. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, which is... Um, it was helpful. Uh, big deal. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because the things that made my depression really bad were 
that my my period made my migraines unbearable, mm-hmm. which made my PMDD, which is premenstrual dysphoric disorder, made that unbelievably bad, which would make me feel um, close to suicidal during like two to three days before my period. Mm-hmm. And I went with, I went, went through a couple of different dep- like antidepressants. Uh, Zoloft helped a little bit. Um, and it's one of the ones that is made for people who have depression due to physical illness as well. Mm-hmm. Which was helpful. Mm-hmm. But the things that actually helped were uh, one the of treatment the, for the right thing. Yes, actually getting Finally. my headaches to not be having headache pain for eight hours every single day and then migraines on top of that uh, every time I got my period. Right. So that that was actually the fix. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of my migraine med- one of my everyday headache medications is a very old school antidepressant. So I take a very small dose of antidepressant every day. So I guess that also makes me extra happy and jolly now too. Very interesting. I know, right? It's so weird what not having eight hours of headaches does for your mood every single day, right? <laughs> I could imagine. And on, yeah, on my end of that, and I said, you know, incessant intrusive thoughts that would bring on anxiety and compulsion also, and you get treatment for that, it's amazing how much your mood boosts. Right? It's amazing how not depressed you are <laughs> yeah. when... Yeah. You get treatment for the right thing. That's kind of where I wrap it back to. Right. When, when things are working even just a little bit kind of as intended... Right. And the first step in that is figuring out what's actually wrong. Well, you're right. Because the two of us have also talked about, like, you had no idea what was, you know, actually wrong. For, like, 22 years. Right. And (laughs) I, like, I I went to four or five doctors. Right. Boy doctors, male doctors, um, until I met my female neurologist. And she was like, oh, you probably have this and this. And uh, let's try that. And obviously, she figured that out within 15 minutes. What an of, angel woman. Of I can't. meeting me. And I was like, well, here, this is, these are all the things that I've done and experienced over the last 10 years. Yeah. Um, well, so. Well, like, that makes me think of, too, like, not to get woo-woo and supernatural on this theme at all. But, you know, like what you just said about meeting that doctor that finally did the did the thing for you like she's like sent from above she's like an angel woman like she is one of your angels on this earth like i believe this if you don't believe in angels then like just one of your checkpoints right let's just go with that and in a t- in times of uncertainty and unpredictability Look for the checkpoints is like my point is that like like me and my sister have been saying too like my sister I've had my cats for 10 years. I've always been a person with a cat. She recently got one in June. It's her first cat and she looks at me sometimes and she's like this cat is saving my life. I'm like I know because they're angels <laughs> like you think angels are like 
blonde and white with wings, but they're black with fur sometimes. <laughs> and like yours is one. Like, so I, I think that too, like as woo woo as it sounds and like whether you believe or not, there are checkpoints there for you in your life. And I think like to scout them out. My sister too always, be she believes that like my, um, my Nana sends her pennies. So like she just get, whenever she's worried or anxious or embarking on something new, she'll see like a shiny heads up penny somewhere that she is. And she's like, just, she goes, there it is. Like, it'll be okay. It's a little reassurance. And she just, her and her boyfriend just bought a house. Like, you know, I'm about to faint at the, at the idea of it, but she's always just been the one to know what she wants and go get it. And they looked at the house, they put in an offer, they got it. You know, they went for the first like step in and look around since they closed or got the house or whatever. There were two pennies built into the banister that she didn't see the first time around. And like this happens to her all the time. So like, yeah, just my point is like, I believe that there are angels in your life that are your checkpoints that are going to set you in the right direction. And sometimes you need to go through, you know, hence resilience and hence like that being our last theme. But like, just like you're saying, like that woman doctor of yours is, is your fucking checkpoint, man. It's just like she's setting you off on a higher version of yourself. Oh, yeah. No, there, I mean, there's no way I'd be able to do the things that I do today without like everything that we do together. And right. she's so cool because she's like, oh, my God, Kristen, I see you on the patient chart. And then I'm like so excited that you're here because I go in with a bunch of notes and I'm like. So here's what's yeah. going on. Here's what's happening. <laughs> this is what's happening with this one. This one's happening with this one. She's like, oh, you're so you're so great because yeah. she's you're like a test some subject. People, well, and she's like, some people don't really want to get better. And I'm like, that sucks. And like, as a doctor, that must just really suck for her too. Mm -hmm. And so it's yeah. nice, you know. I'm sure she got a, an unexpected surprise when I was like, hey, here's the deal. I would really like to get better. Let's do this together. Right. It's like what you always say. And I've been using it lately of like, you allowed her to do her job. <laughs> you know, that's, that's yeah. such a, that's such a great callback. That's such a great callback. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's, it's, and I think that's another thing that we really have to do. And you know, it sucks also that that's, we're pulling away from letting like teachers do that this year in such, in such mm -hmm. ways. But in other ways, we're going to allow teachers to do that in such interesting ways this year. Just allowing people, like, empowering people to do their jobs. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm empowering the illustrator for the ALP rebound so hard. I am so excited oh, for this. Oh, I am, <laughs> she's so good. Oh, I'm just, like, all I can think about is, like, oh, my God. I am really – this artwork, I'm paying for this artwork, and I, I am so, like, like, please – it, that whole notion that you've brought up like a couple of times and that like it is such the best like anti-people pleasing thing. Like allow someone to be in service of you so they can do their job and get it done. Like my I have a coworker in the teaching and um, she was telling when we were setting up the room and stuff, she she took a picture of the room, her setup, and she sent it to her brother. And her brother was like, oh, looks good. They're not giving you the plexiglass, like, around the deck. Like, he was, like, flabbergasted that we weren't more protected, I guess. You know, whatever. We're socially distant. But 
Do you know her brother gathered up like 10 of his guy friends that have known his sister? I think she's a twin. I think it's his twin. Um, gathered up 10 of his guy friends, did a GoFundMe page like at 10 a.m. And by the time she left school at 3 p.m., there was like $500 in there. Aww. Like, And she was like, she's like, I don't know if I could take this. Blah, blah, blah. I go, Chloe, you need to let them do this good for you. Like yes. if you deny this money, then you're denying them a chance to do the right thing by you. Yes. And like Bender, so like I've been using that so much. I feel like in unprecedented times and like unpredictability, if you could do that for someone, if you can allow them to, you know, make their business a little money for you. Like that, that was like, that's like such a good way to like up your endorphins and theirs. Right. And we don't, we don't, men times. don't seem to have this problem. <laughs> right. Yeah. So like, right. here's, here's another thing is that this recession is going to hit women hardest. Women have to, women are the one leaving their jobs because they have to take care of their kids. Right. Women are the ones that have to, you know, work at home and have to take care of their kids, which is causing more friction. They're the ones that are taking on greater schooling at home responsibilities. And of course, don't make me say not all men because you know that I know this. But this recession is going to hit women harder. They're going to lose seniority in jobs. They're going to lose all of this accrued wealth. And so when things come up like this, when things come up like, oh, can I take this? Yes, yes, you can. You can. You can and you must because... You must. I love that. You can and you must. You know, the economy depends on it. Yeah. And like, there's going to be an, an inevitable quarantine baby boom. Like, it's already happening. Like, and, So and, many people are having babies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, good news. But it's also, we've known and we've talked about, like, a burden on the life of a female, for sure. Well, right. And so... If you can't, like, and we know there's so many forms of work. There's so many forms of labor. There's so many forms of domestic labor. When we talk about this recession hitting women harder, it's not just going to hit us harder in, you know, the literal, we have to quit our jobs. We have to take care of kids more because we can't afford to send them to daycare. But in things like, Right, our friends are going to have babies. And so, or, you know, we're going to have babies. I'm really not planning on having a baby this year. So, like, <laughs> Jesus. Um, there are ways to help out, help us out, help women out, help the economy out. And you don't even have to spend money, mm-hmm. right? You're a pregnant friend. Talk to her. Like, what's the meal plan going to be? Can you arrange, you know, dinners? If you can't, you know, if you can't afford to order her HelloFresh for the first three months, can you bake her, you know, can you, you, can you make Carmela's uh, lasagna <laughs> and freeze it for 
a couple of weeks. I mean, that, that dude, freezer meals for six months, just make it, you know, just make sauces, put them, put them in the freezer, you know, the best. anyone can make pasta and heat up frozen sauce. Do it. And, you know, there are so many great ways that I'm trying to think of like the, um, the, the, the memes that are like six ways to help an online business. If you can't, yeah. you know, the small online business, if you can't spend money. And I would right. be like six ways that you can help your pregnant friend if you can't. <laughs> uh, but like, yeah. six ways that you can help your homeschooling mom friend if you don't have any kid. Like there's so many ways that we can help each other out in this season of the unexpected. Because we are resourceful, crafty ass, bad ass, get shit done women. And we know so many things. And I want to say that again this is another thing and i am constantly afraid to speak up even when i'm in groups like i'm in groups all the time and i'm like Mm. nobody wants to hear what i have to say and i'm i'm always wrong Mm. (laughs) i'm wrong about that part yeah and somebody gave me a really nice compliment this weekend and she said that she really liked when I talked. And that made me feel really, really, really good. She also said that, you know, in our group, everyone has, you know, the space and the time to speak. And I want to make sure that everyone else feels that way too. I want to make sure that everyone listening feels like you have the space to talk that you have the space to you know make sure that your voice is heard even in this ridiculous crazy world that we're living in right now with all of this unexpected wild nonsense touche yeah i i think that this is such a cool place to be i think this is such a interesting time to be a creative crafty woman yeah because the voice kind of says like i don't know what's gonna happen this shit's un- uh, uncertain but i know how to do this or i know this like that's kind of what the voice is yeah and there's so many times where i'll be in a group and i'll be thinking oh well you know what i know a way to do it but it, it might not be the best way or i don't know if mm. they want to hear my way of doing it i you know I, it might just be better if i like kind of just don't say anything because it might just not be a great way or it might not be a way that people want to hear it or maybe they've heard of a better way somewhere else and all those things go through my head all the time constantly and that's why i won't speak up a lot of times sometimes that's why i just won't even write emails to people even to my own newsletter i i'll be like oh you know what i thought about something and like (laughs) Uh, you know people what? that are, all these are people who, actually made the effort to subscribe. You know, all of these people who subscribe to my newsletter, maybe they probably don't want to hear about things that I have to say because <laughs> maybe they've heard it a different way somewhere else and they would be annoyed that I told them this. You know what's interesting? The chatter among teachers the past few years that I've been back has been this change in approach with kids as to like, celebrate their thinking no matter what it is like i wonder if part of that is how we grew up 
and how we were schooled because teachers were always very like, what's the answer? Like they just want the right thing at immediately. And we've been as we've been tr- getting trained as to say like, oh, that's so interesting. Like, why did you think that? Like, we want to hear their thinking, even if it's wrong. We want to hear their thinking if it's a new strategy. Like, that's been the chatter amongst us and what we're trying to do in the room because it's so like... I think that you're spot on. And I think that one of the things, one of the big problems that I had is that I was very often very right. And one of the responses that I would get back from teachers a lot of the time was you're raising your hand too much. It doesn't matter mm. if you're right. We need to hear oh. from other people. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> yeah, no. So like that's, yeah. that is, it's a huge trauma that I have that I've continued to try to work with, with my therapist is sure. that it doesn't matter if you have the right answer or the, it doesn't really matter what you have to say. You've already had enough right answers. Enough time. Oh, so I hear you. Yes, the, the the trauma of being a woman in school. Yeah. So that's that is that is a huge thing that I have to work through, and so sometimes I literally I'm a lot of times I literally won't write emails I won't write things out because I have this huge fear of. Well, you know, I'm sure someone has heard of something from someone else in another way, so probably they just don't even need to hear from me. Yeah. And that's that's a huge thing that I carry with me constantly. Well, like everything else, like a practice skill to get over it. Yeah, I need to. And I I. In my head, when I talk about it, I I know that it is wrong. But. There's just so much weight behind it and there's so Mm -hmm. much weight behind it with people from who had authority. Yeah. That it it doesn't really matter what I say to it in in so many ways. Maybe in After Shadow we can touch on that a little bit, like authority. For me, an authority, that plays into a lot of my fear of uncertainty. I've always, like, trusted authority to be certain about yeah. things. Yeah, I'd love to talk about that. We'll talk about authority yeah. in After Shadow. That sounds really good. <laughs> okay, so there is now a free classroom up with all the episodes of the podcast and you can go to the classroom and you can use the comments to comment on each episode it is very cool it is very easy to use so anything that you want to chat about on each episode you can go right to the awesomeladiesproject.com slash female you just have to log in with our free community account and you can easily comment on every single episode you can comment on the latest episodes you can have a great time talking about everything that you want to with our latest season seven <laughs> i can't imagine it's just oh my it's it's unreal with our <laughs> did season, you ever think we'd get here uh, season seven yeah no <laughs> it's, it's it's amazing i'm so excited season seven season seven season seven season of the unexpected i'm so excited okay so we will be back next week with another amazing episode of the show and we're gonna head over to after chatter right now and talk about authority and show you my powerpuff girls planner spread Ooh, excited all <laughs> right so you guys have a great rest of your week head over to the awesomeladiesproject.com slash crafty s female to come and comment on the show and join us in the community and we'll see you next week bye guys <laughs>